Howdy, cosmic friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Frankie 411 podcast. I'm your host, Haley Overstead. And yes, you could call me Frankie. What's the 411 on today's episode? Let's dive in and find out. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the Frankie 411 podcast. I am your host, Haley Overseth, and I have Jeff Walliner here with me, author of Path to Perfectia and creator of the soon-to-be wildly sensational global game Tonger that I hope you're willing to talk about as well. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for joining me. What's happening, Haley? It's good to be here, my friend. Thank you for having me. And I'm... hello to everybody out there watching, listening, dialing in, channeling, whatever Ooh, I hope somebody's channeling this and tapping in. I always like to think that the cosmos is watching. And, and when I'm having a bad day, I always say, well, somebody out there is enjoying my soap opera right now. I hope I hope you're listening and laughing at least. They got a lot of popcorn in the fourth density and even more in the fifth density. They got the really good butter stuff like in a six and a half density. Oh, I really hope so. You better have some like really weird, interesting things out there because uh, I mean... I was just telling somebody this morning about how I remember being in middle school one time eating an entire half gallon of sherbet ice cream in one sitting, not because I was enjoying the taste, but because the texture fascinated me. So I'm excited for all the weird things available in the upper densities. I'll be honest with you. I did not have a sherbet reference on the bingo card today, but I'm a better man for it. Thank you. I'm happy to happy to give you that on the bingo card. But let's go to... Please let's do go home to Perfectia. Please talk to me about, okay, when you say that this was channeled, tell me more about that. Like what was, how did this all come in and come about? Okay. We're going to go back to the, to the root of this, like kind of where this whole, the germination yeah. process began. So fall of 2021, those, those halcyon years. I mean... How does that seem so close and yet so far away? Because time isn't real, obviously, but the the dilation there is so in parallel, but also but also not, but also parallel. Yeah. I, I, with that, it, that, good? it that is yes, we're good. It's but oh, man, it seems to me like I'm both fascinated by the idea that it took me so long to find you and this book, because like, man, I should have found this the second you wrote it. And then also thinking like, well, you know, that really wasn't that long ago. No. And it seems to me that all you see is violence and movies and sex on TV, but that's a different conversation. That's a oh, yeah. cartoon and that's not why we're here. So basically what happened was I get this calling and this is fun because I can talk to you about this and your audience about this and I'm not going to be put away in a straitjacket. So well, at least I no, no. Or otherwise we would all have to go with you. Absolutely. And we could have, like, I mean, we could have a, a party in there. We could have a Tonger party in the rubber room and because that would be the best place for it. Now we're talking and we're going to get there. We'll get there. We're coming. We're coming back around to that. I promise. Stay tuned. Yes. So I get this calling and it says, dude, you got to go to Texas. Like, why do I have to go to Texas? Okay. I don't know. You just got to go. This, this is a very advanced being clearly like, I don't know. You just got to go. That's a big state though. Like that. So did, did we get to narrow the target or we're just, Texas is, is where we are having to be? It was just Texas. That okay. was it. Well, that certainly narrows it down. Thank you for that. Good talk. <laughs> Good talk. Glad Good we're talk. on this. 
glad we're on the same page. I'm at the top of it and have no idea what's going on. And, and you're at the bottom knowing what happens at the end of the book. Absolutely. So I was very amenable to this because I'm, I'm quite a fan of Texas and I love Texas barbecue. There you Yes. I'm a brisket fiend. So this is not a hard sell. Okay. I love and it. So I just, I get in the car and say, I'm going to make a road trip out of it. And, and for reference, I live in Northern Virginia. It's not exactly a short road trip. No, it is not. But I, when, when you are called to be somewhere, you got to find a way to get there, right? You got to find a way. And I found a way. And despite being nearly killed in Atlanta several times by the drivers down there, just, just literally driving. It's not like some great story. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. I've driven in Milwaukee. I think it's a similar situation. Very much so. <laughs> I made a pit stop in Birmingham, Alabama on the way down. And I went to a tarot card reader who was at this small Fun. business fair that was happening on a rooftop. And I love these things because it's like hearing... a magical uh, just a scene out of a movie already. Rooftop tarot card reading. In Birmingham. Because why not? I, because why not? I love this already. Because you're close enough to a little bit of the sort of magic of New Orleans to make there's, you know, there's a little bit of the bleed, I think, of that like voodoo energy, right? It's, it's voodoo adjacent. Yes. Voodoo adjacent. I love that. Can we coin that? Yes, we need to put that on a T-shirt. I also want to make a T-shirt that says sanity adjacent because that's where I like to put myself. Uh, but we can, we can have a whole adjacent series of T-shirts. It'll be great. Friends, buy Haley's merch. Yes. And buy all the hashtags slash adjacent something. Yes. Let's hashtag adjacent is going to be just like the next biggest thing right next to hashtag Tonger. It's going to be fun. Hashtag Tonger. That's what happened. So I'm getting this, this tarot card reading. And... She looks at me very ominously. Like, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, can't, be good. can't wait good. for this one. Yeah. And she says, you're in the middle of a journey. I said, well, clearly I'm not from here by the way I'm talking. You can tell that I'm in the middle of a journey. You got to right. do one better than that. And she pulls out some kind of like a dragon card or some kind of a creature or something. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it was, but she pulls it out. And she said, hmm. I said, lady, the only, ever, the only time I hear hmm is when my doctor has to tell me something I'm not going to want to hear. So. Yeah, like, You're going to be my physician today. What's the bad? Yeah. How much longer? No. What are you at? Which demon has attached itself to me? Do tell. Again. Right? Fine what's up? Yeah. What's up, Azazel? I know. We've been together before. Right. <laughs> like, You're back around again, are you? Uh, okay. Hi there. Nice to see your top side. Still like Ty? Okay, great. Let's go. Yeah, great. Let's rock and roll. Or some of our best nights. I think. <laughs> Let's do it. Right? Let's do what we do. I love it. And, you're in the middle of a journey and you have, you have two choices. You can turn back. And she said, I feel like you're midway through your journey. And I actually was. That was the exact midpoint of the journey, mm -hmm. mileage-wise. It was actually the exact midpoint. And she said, yeah, you can turn back or you can go forward. But either way, you're going to face the same truth. A truth okay. that you've been avoiding, a truth that's coming to you, a truth that you're going to have to look in the eye, a truth that will be revelatory about who you are and why you're here. Oh, but it's isn't that what we're looking for? How exciting. It's exciting and terrifying. But yeah, I like I, it was both. Like, mm -hmm. Okay, let's do this. Let's let's rock. So because you're going to have to either way, you may as well go into it willingly. That's how I felt. And at that point, there was a part of me that was wondering, what am I doing? Why am I taking this trip? What is even happening here? And then I had this Forrest Gump moment. I've come this far. I might as well keep on going. So I love it. Might as well. Might as well. So the next day. I'm driving to make a pit stop to go see my friends in the beautiful city of Shreveport, Louisiana. Ooh, okay. 
I got to tell you, if you've never been to Shreveport, never don't been, go. but don't, don't go. No, don't go. So okay. it's, but it's, Voodoo <laughs> adjacent, but not in Shreveport. Okay. Not a Shreveport. It's all right. It's got its. I was driving, and this is where it's all happened. So I'm driving across the Mississippi River. And I do the same thing I do every single time I drive over the Mississippi because I'm a giant dork. And I roll the windows down and I look over the river. I said, look, kids, there it is. The mighty Mississippi. The mighty mist. The old mist. The old man. Deep river. My <laughs> home is over Jordan. I do the whole, the whole thing. Every the whole bit because you have to. I have to. The whole bit. Every the time. Magnificent. And as this I is unfolding. Go on. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I'm so glad you're willing to sing for the audience as well as just for, for the river. We appreciate you. And I appreciate you. I'm, I'm no Chevy Chase, but I try. Uh, you know what? Hey, you, trying is close enough. I love it. That's awesome. This is the generation we're in. We're the trying generation, and, I, and I'm here for it. I, I am here for it. I think that's part of why I came. We came here to try and let everybody else see us try and be like, Okay, well, at least they tried. We can we can try too, and and they might succeed really beautifully because they saw us try, and that's a great thing. Can we dig into that? The whole like I'm here for it thing. I feel like there's something deeper there. What do you mean? What the I am here for it. We're here for it, as in I came here for it purposefully, and I know that I did, right. and I incarnated here on purpose, no matter how much I damn this human experience now and then, because my ego brain can't understand infinity in the same way that the vibrational part of me absolutely is infinity and recognizes it inherently don't you think Sorry. that's part of them coming home when people say that like this is happening and i'm here for it but you really are here for it but you really are that, here like, for it consciously understanding you yeah. really are here for it we're here for this time space reality where the duality is as stark as it has ever been and and the version of earth you are going to choose to vibrate with and crystallize in is like, we're all in a train station going different ways. You got to pick the train you're on because this stuff is like separating and going in opposite directions. And, and which one do you want to be on? Because it's all valid and it's all up to you and your choice where it's going to go. And hint, if you want to go to the high vibe place with us, Tonger is going to be your path to get there. And we'll talk about Tonger. So stick around. There's no way of just keeping all oh. the listeners here because this is the stuff you're not going to want to miss. But coming back to the road trip. Listen, and, and it's not planned. We're not planning to to like tease you in this way. This is just listen, be here with the train of consciousness. And also, thank you so much for the impromptu podcast report. Everyone should know that Jeff was such a very good sport. And just when I said on a phone call, hey, let's record a podcast, was like, I'm down, let's do it. Always. It's just I, a I love cheap it. excuse to talk to Haley more. That's all it really is. Because she just can't like hang up on me in the middle of a podcast. So no, I can't. The, there you go. That it's a captive audience kind of situation. And so everyone, if you want me to be a captive audience for you, then you have to be a guest on my podcast. That's all you got to do. Yeah, this is less a podcast and more of a hostage situation, but it's fine. It's you fun. know what? Right. It's the most enjoyable hostage situation I could possibly imagine. And I am absolutely here for it. You know how to make a fella feel really good on a Saturday. I'm telling you, this is awesome. I love it. I'm so happy about it. Tell me, tell me. Okay, sorry. Yes. I keep interrupting. So I'm but... driving on the Mississippi and I'm doing my Clark Griswold mm -hmm. thing and I'm nerding out and it's great. And then, friends, then it happens. I have what I can only describe as a near life experience. Oh, oh, I love that paradigm shift flip there. Oh, okay. Do tell. 
Now we've all gone down the roads of the NDEs and we know what that sounds like. The great white light yeah. gets me and grandma shows up and we do the whole song and then I don't want to go back, but you have to, but you don't want to. You have more to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all, yeah, all no. This yep. was different. This was happening while I was living, but something took me quite literally out of this third density consciousness and into the all, into the source, like right into the, like I came home in the blink of an eye. And all this was happening while I was driving a deadly weapon over a bridge. It, and it absolutely and is true that it's a deadly weapon and even deadlier much. on a bridge. Yeah. Something took the wheels, like the whole Jesus take the wheel. Maybe Jesus did just take the wheel. Somebody, something took the wheel I and allowed it. me to just go to this place and just chill there for a bit. As I was there, the best way I can describe it was like the warmest weighted blanket you've ever felt in your life. Oh, that's such a nice thought. Oh, I am such that person, too, that you can't have too many heavy, warm, fuzzy blankets. I, You just, you need them all. They're just the most, give me that cocoon, that feeling of perfectia, that feeling of being at home and being safe and comfortable and just so very content and satisfied with where I am. You also live in Siberia, so I can imagine that would come in handy for you this time of year. This is why I would love to move to somewhere warmer than where I am, but that's for another time. So. I let me, let it's me next just, episode. That's next episode. But let me. I am such a visual person. And so like I, I am in this, I am putting myself in your position. I'm in the driver's seat of this car going across a bridge, which I love because bridges, borders, liminal spaces. So my so my thing, that's my jam, 100 percent. And I know that we all have that kind of experience where you've been driving and you kind of like don't know how you got from A to B, even though you did because your mind was elsewhere. But what what is sort of like, is there any kind of visualization you can give me for, are you still seeing the road and what you're doing? Or is this very kind no. of out of body, out of out of everything? Like you're not even like watching yourself from, you are just, your consciousness has elsewhere. Yeah. Elvis has left the building. There, I love was, it. It was, the best way I could describe it was it was neither here nor there. You so just, it, Yeah. Neither here nor there, but because you're everywhere, there's nowhere else to be. And that's what it was. So like the near-death experiences will describe these incredible colors and these vibrations. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any of that. And it wasn't like that. It wasn't, it wasn't an elevated sense of perception where I'm picking up form in any way. It wasn't like okay. that. It was, so there was no form. It was spaceless and formless. And it did, I love this. This is very yeah. like ninth dimensional, like from the void kind of thing. That's what it was. You know, there's a certain amount of thinking of the void, the, that like creative space as like dark in a fearful sort of way. Right. It's like, but it's not. The formlessness is because you get to form it into whatever you want. Yes. That's what it is. It took me to the place that existed before form was a thing. I, oh, I love that. That is just so exciting to me. That Universe, give me a moment like that. It just took me straight home. It's like the express train home, like one of those great maglevs they got in Japan. Just boom, get to their smooth ride. I love it. Awesome. Like the old Concords, which is great. And I'm there. <laughs> Very and good. And I'm, I'm communing at this point. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not even talking. I'm just, I'm communing and I'm picking it up and I'm picking up mm -hmm. what they're putting down and I'm understanding it. And then it all became, everything just became really clear. Like every question I ever had, everything, the whole thing, the it 
unfolded and a few things came through. The first was my, my unconscious question. Like the last part of me that was still clinging to this, this Jeff character was asking, okay, what is this place? What is this? What is, what is all of this? Who are you? Who am I? What? And one word just came through and the word was perfectia. I love that. So much. What is that? What is this thing you speak of perfectia? But I just knew it. I knew what it was. And perfectia mm-hmm. was the word that came to me for what others call source, what others call God, what others call the singularity, whatever, what others call Detroit. Yeah. Whatever you want to use for it. Like, right. The vibrational frequency of unconditional love that is the basis from which everything is created. That's it. Perfect. That's I love it. it. That's it. And it, and it came right through. I'm like, okay, cool. So this is, and the feeling that came over me at that moment was, it was not a discovery. It was a remembrance. And that's such, I love that in the book that you keep referencing. Again, there's so much about the book that is so many synchronicities for me and resonates very deeply because you speak of it in that way, the right, the remembrance, that this is not something that we are all on this journey of becoming enlightened. You have to like become like, no, you're remembering that you already are all of these things and you always have been. You're just, you've focused a bit of your consciousness into this fractalized physical human form to experiencing something, to experiencing something different, interesting, and that you can't have in perfectia. You can't have, you know, the heartbreak and the losing people to COVID in a massive pandemic and being, you know, you can't have that. You can't have the, the very unique experience that that is. You cannot. And this is what, this is what came through to me that you as a, you quote, you like you said, like mm-hmm. the fractalized piece of the all that's going to call itself Jeff. Right. Is going to come here and it's going to have this physical experience. And the point of this entire experience is to quite literally experience the contrast of what isn't against the backdrop of what is. So this was showing me what is like perfectia is what is that's and what is the what realest is. of the real right yes. and i just love uh, so excited about this whole conversation because it's like finally i read a book about someone who understands the fabric of existence in the same way that i understand the fabric of existence and i'm not crazy i'm not out of my mind every time i think like oh i wake up in this avatar human again shit what am i doing I had very little concept of any of this beforehand. I intuitively felt it, but I didn't know it. So this was basically just pulling me back home. It's like, all right, dude, here's the deal. Lose all the BS, lose all the stories, lose it all, man. Here, here's really, you're, you're ready now. You weren't ready to receive this. In mm-hmm. 2012, I started getting dripplings of this. Mm-hmm. And I fell down a path of following a lot of false gurus and everything. And then a lot of disenchantment happened with the whole yeah. apocalypse thing, which they all remember they all got into that. And it was a whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. And that put me like on a really hardcore, I would say decade long materialist, empiricist, Christopher Hitchens-esque kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was all up in that. So this would have been insane to me to even discuss a few years ago. That is so interesting. And I really do love that, though, because I it's something that like from the space where I am now, it's interesting to watch like the evolution of my own sort of belief structures and how I have slowly sort of remembered who I really am and and. Also interesting because I know that there are, again, it's like you say, there's there's parts of you that hold on to this fractalized person that you are, this narrative, this story, this, you know, 
the the limitations that I think I cannot loose myself of kind of thing, even though it's again, it's the what isn't right. And we attach ourselves so very tightly to the things that aren't, do we not? Anyway, sorry, continue. Yes. No, no, never be sorry. Friends, I know you're not interacting with this. It's not a live stream. But for those of you listening right now, I think we can all agree when Haley speaks, there should never be an I'm sorry, Paula. There's always something awesome that she's going to say and interesting and profound. So like, just we just let it roll. I thank you. I appreciate it. Because sometimes when I get on a roll, it's hard to slow it down. And I, I do like to think that it's coming from perfect. Yeah, it's coming from home. And that's why it just spits out on its own very quickly. And I can't really stop it. And just in case you're wondering, no, this is not like cluster B love bombing. This is just legitimate admiration for a great mind. So no. And I, again, <laughs> like the energy of being able to talk to you right now. I'm so glad that we impromptu did this. It really is such a it's it's exactly the kind of energy I'm looking to have in every moment in this human experience. So I'm so glad you're here to talk to me about this because ah, same. I, I really do. I love it. And I think it's the kind of energy that I absolutely came here to put out into the world in whatever way that I can. Same. And that's what that's what the perfectian, whatever you want to call it, told me mm -hmm. to use your experiences here. Integrate your experiences, integrate your talents, integrate your passions into a way of being. And a way of yeah. being that can connect with others and can touch others and help them remember. So that's that's your 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 mission here. It's why you came here. Mm -hmm. You came to experience the contrast and experience all the things that you can't experience back home. So but your mission, so to speak, is to experience it and to be the most Jeff Jeff that exists and to get that character to help others remember who they are. I'm like, well, that sounds great. Now, how the hell do I do that? Uh huh. And then yes. some names started coming to me. The first oh. name that came to me was a name Diana. I love it. And the next name that came to me was Andy. And the next name that came to me was Bianca. And the next name that came to me was Smooth. And then finally, the name that came to me was Angel. I love it. They said, and, and I started seeing their faces. The started, team all came in. The team all came in. And what they told me was, tell our story. I love it. That's so, it's so exciting to me because, you know, as a writer and, and at my little things that I create in my fictions that like really do seem because they do like any kind of creation you do really is channeling, right? Because it's it's you tapping into that authentic you, that you that you truly are. And it's so fun when it just comes to you like that. It's so much fun when you're sitting there and or for me anyway, when you're sitting there writing and the characters come to you and they say, this is who I am and this is my story. And you're like, oh, well, that's exciting. That's really fun. Let's put this on paper. It's oh, it's such a beautiful sensation. Amazing. It's amazing. And the message that I got was that the character of Smooth was essentially me in a parallel dimension. That is Abernathy Franklin is me in a parallel dimension. And there's a reason there's infinite versions of her because I don't have narrowing it down to this one little human personality has been a very difficult thing for me because there's a lot of different personalities in there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of ingredients in the gumbo. Oh, yes. That is 100% correct. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of stuff in that big crock pot. And mm -hmm. that was what this was too. And people keep asking me, you know, was this book autobiographical? And I say, kind of. There were elements of it, but yes and no. Like it, this was me in another life. Right. 100%. And it's, 
and you resonate so deeply with that character, you know that you have experienced this as this character, right? Like there is an infinite portion of your consciousness that is existing is smooth somewhere in a dimension that just because you don't necessarily experience it with your Jeff, see it, hear it, smell it, taste it, touch it senses doesn't mean that it's not absolutely happening simultaneously right now as you're living. And to tell that story and bring it over here right it's just more of the like allowing more of that oneness energy to percolate in the human consciousness as we evolve it's such a beautiful wonderful thing perfectly put that's exactly it it was them telling me dude just tell our story and they'll get it and this will be the easiest book you've ever written because all you have to do is just ask oh i love oh that's what and that's how it unfolded every other book i've written i've had to think and i've had to go back Totally different. They told me their story every step of the way. Oh, there's just Even again, the okay. My heart. See, right? And here's here's again now where I'm feeling like the universe. I'm ego Haley would like to be annoyed at the universe for just you know, hi Jeff's here to tell you that you're doing the same thing with your characters. Like, get onto your shit. This is what you're what you came here for. Don't worry about the how you're gonna pay your bills. We have that figured out. Stop not trusting us about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That was the thing. And it, and it told me, it said this, they also told me how the book was going to do and how many copies it would sell. And well, that's some helpful, them. reassuring information to have, though. It was certainly reassuring when they gave me the number. And this is going to sound megalomaniacal, but they said 1.3 million copies. I Listen, I am here to manifest that with you for you. Yeah. Let's do this thing. I'm here for it. I'm with it. This needs to be a movie. Like, how do uh, I'm already sitting here just like the universe is like, uh, you know, somebody who writes scripts, you know, like you're getting into that with your podcast. Go connect Jeff up with somebody who can turn this into a movie script because the entire world needs to see this story. Oh, because we will all resonate with it in such there is such an energy to the story. It's right it's and and not just that you have like really great writing that it you know it's easy to engage with right like you don't get so overly bogged down with like scenery details or things like that that people it's like you're very with the characters you're very with the energy of these characters you're very engrossed with it so i do really love how accessibly it's written and i it would just be the most beautiful film and 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 uh, I can't wait to be a part of how this unfolds. I'm so excited, universe. I don't know. Oh, going to be That's wonderful. Awesome. It, just, it just came to me. And I started, you know, the funny thing was I started writing it from, so this is now fall of 21, right? I'm, and I'm, mm-hmm. I start to write it when it comes to me. I am in a very different consciousness at that time, a very different consciousness. And what had occurred to me when I was like in this perfectian place, I actually took it in a, very dark direction. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Tell me more. So instead of this, oh my God, what a gift this is, how amazing this is, by tasting the sweet nectar of my Perfectian home, I mean, of our Perfectian home, I came back into this place of, well, this sucks. Yes. I don't want to be here. No, yes. What am I, you know, so I- Damn this really, human experience. Oh. Why did I give my, I have to do this shit manually. This is ridiculous. Are you yes. kidding? I had this, this immediate feeling of, of deep resentment toward everything. And I'm like, I want out of here. I want to, mm-hmm. I don't want a part of this anymore. So I started writing. I started writing the book. 
And I wrote an entire first chapter. There's not one of that, there's not one of those words that made its way into this book because the first chapter was based on an entirely different premise of the book. And I thought, okay, here's a story I think they want me to tell. And I interpreted it based on the consciousness that I was in. Right. The consciousness of the time was, well, this is obviously some kind of like a prison planet. And we created this because we're really just sadistic, bored demons. And we just wanted to do this. So my entire book was the premise of Smooth as like our human protagonist. And we were going to mm-hmm. see it all through his eyes, essentially putting Angel on trial for creating this whole thing. And Smooth that- is going to be like the conscience of humanity. That's really, you know what, I kind of want to like sit down with you and find a way to write that like parallel version too, because I think it's also very valid. And I think I resonate a lot with that because that's, you know, we had talked before about how like angsty teen Haley pops into my consciousness sometimes. And like, that's who that is. That's the one who is resentful, who says, you know, I agreed to be the one in this physicality. I agreed to be the one who is, you know, the vessel and the and the conduit. I agreed to this part of it. And y'all agreed to support me in this part of it. And you don't understand how much it sucks to be here. You're all hanging out and perfectia. You're all in the in the land of everything is just fine. And we know it all the time, every single moment. And I'm over here in the land of sometimes you got to have a mortgage and pay bills. And it's stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> so people die and get sick. And it's people die. People get sick. People do horrible things to each other. And all we ever do is talk about it on the news so that we can focus more and more on all the horrible shit we're all doing. Yep, And you are just hanging out in the vibrational space of all the wonderful things we've created on the flip side of the coin. And you're not even paying any attention to me over here. Damn you. And I know that was it. I know that there. But it it is when you're in that consciousness. Right. And you're experiencing that state of being. It's the it's such a to shake that off is. Oh, it's a bitch and a half. It really is. And I couldn't at the time. So mm-hmm. I, I lean into it. So I'm thinking, okay, this is to me to basically say this whole idea of ours was awful. Now let's expose that through a book. And it was going to be the smooth and angel dynamics. The smooth is the main protagonist in the book. And angel is a spirit guide who comes to visit him who's part of his soul family. And that's mm-hmm. how the book starts. Right. Now, that's how both books start, incidentally. Now, that's how in both the, books start. It's not where they both start. go. So they both start. Now, in, but in the original book, Angel comes by and, and he says, smooth, this isn't this wonderful, this whole construct. And that's how the real one starts. They both start the same exact way. Mm-hmm. Now, smooth is going through. This is terrible. You don't understand how bad this is and everything. And Angel in the original version decides, you know what? I think you're full of it. I think this is the coolest experience ever. And I'm going to incarnate and experience it just to show you how awesome it is. Okay. And does exactly that. And then the whole book follows Angel's almost like his journey of Job. Mm-hmm. And he goes through like everything. And then at the end, Angel has this this moment of contrition on behalf of the entire angelic realm of we took heaven and we created hell. And he had I, this like, you know what I mean? This is such a thing, that, again, that resonates with me so much. That idea of like there is such a like there's a part of our human consciousness that would very much like all of it, all of the unconditional love of the universe to apologize to us for this physical incarnation. Even though there is a bigger, broader perspective part of us that understands that we chose this on purpose and that we're not 
separated from that part of us that chose it. We're not separated from perfection. We're not separated from home. But when you get really stuck in the separation and the duality of it, you start to, I want that apology. You let me come here and you let me experience this and it's bullshit and you need to tell me that you're sorry. Yeah, like where do you get off? Exactly. Come on. Right. Yeah. So I, I wrote about a chapter of that and then the most interesting thing happened. Of course. Is, uh, yes, is the fall of uh, 2021. So right around the turn into the new year, I start having all kinds of weird health problems. I, I lose uh, 10 pounds seemingly overnight. I'm like, well, okay, weird. Maybe I'm up back a little during the holidays, which I didn't. But okay, mm-hmm. yeah, let's go with that. You well, rational- to- we rationalize really well as humans. God, don't we ever? We don't like look anything in the eye. So it's mm, a good no. story. Why would you? 10 became uh, 20 which then became 25, which became 30, which eventually became 60 in three months. Whoa. Well, that's not good. And I'm not trying to. Not try- And I kept trying to put it back on. And... Wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. Okay. And I'm, and I'm having all kinds of digestive issues. I'm starting to get all these weird symptoms, these searing pains. These I'm, I'm like collapsing out of nowhere. And... All kinds of weird stuff is going on. Now I, I, okay. go to, I take every blood test. I take every scope and scan and, it, and everything turns out normal. They, they don't find. Yeah, they can't find the source of it because nothing. because nothing. doctors aren't searching in the sense of the consciousness. Where does your your what psychological narrative are you telling yourself that you need to reprogram in your subconscious so that your body cells are able to regulate in the way that they were designed to? One hundred percent. And I realized only in hindsight what had happened. And it took me one year of this, of this journey into the desert of my organs were starting to like shut down. Like everything was, I mean, I was close to death in November of 22. Wow. And I go to my acupuncturist and she says, why don't you try something? Try to imagine the day that you heal and tell mm-hmm. yourself right now that you're healing. So come on, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Not, just try it, Jeff. Just try it. Just try it. You got nothing else to lose. She said, listen, your organs are shutting down. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it doesn't, that's uh, one of my favorite things Neville Goddard always says, it costs you nothing to imagine. Nothing. It doesn't cost you anything to try. Nope. So that night, I remember having a conversation with, with Angel. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, you've taken me to the very edge. So I'm making a deal with you right now. And I hope I don't get you demonetized by saying this, because I know this gets a little touchy, this topic. But oh. I said, um, I'm either, you're going to find a way for me to turn this around right now, or I'm coming home. Or I'm going to exit on my own. You're damn right. I am this coming home. This is a conversation I have absolutely had with my inner being. You yeah. know, either you help me out or I exit early. Yeah. And, you know, then you come to the place of understanding where there is no exit. You always are. You always exist. There's nothing that you can do about it. There's just, you know... Anyway, continue. Yeah. And, and that is that is 100% true. And that's what I came to realize is that in that moment, my own quote, higher self came to me and had this come to Jesus moment of, all right, here's the deal. First of all, it's not like what you think. They said, you know, if you, you pull the plug on this thing, you're not going to be forced to come back and do it again like some, some people think. And it's not, there's no you force. Take the, the, take the lessons over and over and over again until no. you learn it in the right way. Until you figure out the thing that it's, oh, thank you. Because I have been saying, step off the karmic wheel. There is no such thing. It's just that you don't have to be in that cycle. You don't. And what he 
what he basically said to me was what you basically said to yourself. Yes. What I said to myself was that mm-hmm. you realize like you chose this, right? And this is a roller coaster you got on because you're a thrill seeking demon person and you bought a ticket to ride, friend. I did. You wanted to do this. So here's what's going to go down. If you say this is the end, I'm done, can't do this anymore, fine. There's no punishment. You do it. And guess what? You're going to come home and you're going to want to do it all over again. You're going to say, oh, my God, that was the best ever. I was terrified. Let's jump out of that plane again. You're going to create another situation that's going to bring you right to the precipice again in a different body, in a different timeline, in a different thing. And you're going to have that choice again. And you're going to want to Not because you're being punished for taking to, for making a wrong choice the last time, but because it was so much fun to do it, you wanted to try it again. It's like- You want to beat the game. It's a choose your own adventure book. You just, you know, what yeah. happens if I take the adventure this way? That's what it is. I said, so you're, I say, okay, so you're an author, dude. Like what, what would you write for the character right now? Mm-hmm. Would you want the character to just quit and like the, the book to be done? That's a terrible way to end the book. People love a happy ending. So why don't you go out and write the character for freaking happy you, ending? And you want a happy ending as much as everybody else does, you know? And and why? Why as humans? Have, it, well, because it's part of the game that we decided to play, that we would program ourselves to think that the unhappy ending is the one that is the normal and that the happy ending is the the fanciful. And, you know, I just, I do love it that you have, it's always a choice. It always is, right? And... It's really such a wonderful thing, I think, to be able to see a real life, right, quote unquote, real life example of that, of of you get to the edge, you get to that space. Which train do you want to be on? Do you want to take you want to take the negativity? It's it's, you know, all worthless, pointless. I'm going to quit. Or do you want to take the higher, quote unquote, again, higher path, which is, again, even that is a human a human definition of those things, because to the all that is. They're both valid experiences and valid stories, right? And and they you are. get to pick which one you want to have. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like you could you could choose to be one of like the Nazis fighting in the Ardennes. You could choose to be one of the allies fighting in the Ardennes. Like you could whichever choice you make is right. gonna be the choice you make. And then if like if you choose to be the Nazi, then you're gonna come home. Like, wow, I really played the role of a Nazi really well. But like, okay, now I want to do something different. Now I want to be like like a Nazi hunter. Like that's gonna be my next thing. And I'm gonna like that's- the right. One went to Argentina. Like, that's going to be the thing I do next. And right. You play all the different roles and like, OK, so you're playing the role of Jeff right now. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do? How are you going to write your story? What do you want your movie to look like? You know, and that I think. I think I'm very much in a space of that right now where you're I'm like, you know, the story that you really want to write and you know that it's possible and you know that it's available. So Stop asking so many questions about the how it's going to get there and the how it's going to unfold and just know that, well, if you choose that this is the story you're writing, you're going to get there because that's what you came to do. You can't not get there. There is no not getting there. We all get there. It's all there. It's all because it's all right here and now. There is no there to get to, really. You just have to get your perspective to shift around enough to see the thing that you want to see. It's always there. And that's the that's the truth that came through to me. When I was having this conversation with like the real Jeff, the higher self, angel, whatever you want to call it. And it said, okay, mm. now I think you get it now. If you're willing to give this another shot, we're, now we're going to step in and help you because now you're open to receiving it. And at that point, I could digest again. I started putting weight back on. And then I started writing this book. This one, the, this. the happy ending one that we really wanted. Yes. And it came from a totally different consciousness. This was the consciousness that said, 
dude, did we try to tell you this a year ago? And you fought us tooth and nail because you weren't ready to receive it yet. You were still like, because we brought you, we brought you, maybe brought you home a little early. And you're like, this is the greatest. Now this sucks. But now you're like, oh, no, no, this is the greatest. And so is this. Because this is a really fun roller coaster. It's all the greatest. Sorry, I'm just having some other synchronicities come up for me that, again, I know that I, and I'm sure that this is absolutely true for a lot of people that I think like, this was channeled for me. Like, this is the message for me. I was supposed to get this book. I was supposed to read this book. There's, sorry, there's a lot of things that are coming up for me in that. But I do want to talk a little bit about that if you can, because we don't want to give away the whole story. Of course, the audience has to read the book. You have to delve in. But okay, so December 6th is a significant date in the book. My birthday is December 6th. You're kidding me. No, I am not kidding you. That's that is wild. That was one of the reasons that I, so the 12, 6, 86. And so I saw that and was like, okay, universe, because I was, again, feeling upset with the universe, feeling that resentment. I was in that consciousness and I was seeing so many things in the book that were so, so, I, I wanted to put it down and I wanted to say, fuck you for putting it in my face, universe. I really, that's where I was at. But I play, I am someone who loves like the astrology, numerology, occult, all those concepts, right? Not because I necessarily set like super stock in them, but because I think that they're so fun and it's a puzzle. It's a game. It's enjoyable for me. And so that's part of why I didn't put the book down was because I was like, I set a lot of stock by the, my birthday. I use that as synchronicities to guide me in a lot of different ways. So I know for a fact that I am supposed to read this book. I know that this is true. So, uh, but there's so many other things like your music references and your movie references. There, there are like key, key, key points in there that are, if the universe could have hit me over the head any harder, I'd probably be in a coma right now. That is 100% what was happening. It was, it was meant for you at the time. It was meant for you to see it. Like it was, there's no accidents. There's no coincidences. It's 100% correct and true. And, you know, I think there's a lot of me and my human element that wants to say to the universe, well, prove it to me. You know, give me some proof. Give me a moment. Give me a revelation. Give me a something. And, and I was just, okay here it is it's right here it's this book and i have to okay again more synchronicities your cover is perfect it's beautiful and it's supposed to be an image that evokes the energy of perfectia of that coming home right my name Haley, means field of hay And that's what this I and I like the cover of this. I looked at that like as I went to like I I did. I had a moment of shutting the book and looking at it and that fuck you universe. And I saw that and I'm like, yes, of course. I always make fun of my name as being something so silly and boring. It means field of hay. You know, like what a boring thing when other people's names mean truth and gift giver and whatever kind of thing. And I'm like, but look, the cover of this book is a is an homage is a nod to your name. Read this book. Stop trying to put it down. <laughs> but it, it, and, and again, not because I wanted to put it down because the story isn't brilliant. The story is super brilliant. But the things in the story that were so very attached to synchronicities that I know I must have left for myself, like you and I are definitely fractals of a same soul consciousness because it's that 
you know, Doctor Who, I am the bad wolf. I create myself element of like, see how, see all these things that you needed to see to be like, yep, this is for you. Read this. Very much so. And, and I allowed that to, to seep in every step of the writing process. So at first it was that process people talk about, you know, automatic writing. Yeah. It just happens. Then something very interesting happened. I was, I was in Florida. Okay. December of 22 now. It was, it was New Year's Eve. Okay. 22. And I was visiting my in-laws down in Florida. And I hit a wall with the book. And I wasn't going to force anything because I promised myself with this book, not one word would be written that was not inspired from, quote, there. Right. I, I, I get it. I'm so with I reached you. out to, uh, to the team, if you will. Yeah. And hey, y'all, like, we're supposed to be doing this. Uh, like, I don't hear collaborative you. collaborative here. Yeah. Where are you Where at? y'all going? Like, y'all for the week? I get it. No one's working this week. But still, like, you're, you're still, not busy up there. What are you up to? Let's go. And Yeah. What are you busy with? You don't have Zoom meetings to attend. No. I, I, so this was a scene in the book wherein Smooth and Diana were on the road trip and heading to Florida, of all places. And, of course. And I was down there, and I said, okay. I, I need you to show me where the story goes from here. Well, that day, New Year's Eve, we end up going to this bar and we meet these two characters whose names were actually Trouble and Tonda. I knew it. I knew it was them. And Trouble is so one of my favorite people in the book, too. I'm just like, man, I need a friend like Trouble. Amazing, dude. He's, he was up. Uh, and, and they were described in the book exactly as they were in real life. Oh, like oh, that, that's true. It's just it's so perfect and wonderful. I must meet them one Absolute day. That's team. so exciting. I have no idea how to get a hold of them. We met them that one time. The, the universe does. They'll, they'll find a way to, you know what? Universe, Jeff and I would like to bump into Tanda and, Tanda and Trouble at the next Tonger World Championship, please and thank you. And have a wonderful, lovely time. Maybe they we'll were amazing against each other in the finals or something. He was this, this, he's a larger than life Caribbean guy with this big beard mm-hmm. who has the most gigantic personality you've ever seen. Just the life of the party, the minute yep. he walks into any room and his wife, Tonda's there and she is it's just like this, this hardcore, like she's an attorney. She mm-hmm. rolls her eyes at all of his antics. She's shaking her head. She thinks he's the biggest clown, but you know, she's got a big heart underneath that tough exterior. Well, you know what? Because you got to have a straight man in the act, right? Like he was. If it goes together. That's how you keep it balanced. Yep, and that's exactly who they were at the bar, and that's exactly how they manifested in the story. And then from there, I never looked back. From there, I never had one moment where the pen came down. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and it just flowed all the way through, all the way through the laughter and the tears and and everything. There was a whole lot of both. There is a whole lot of both. And some of it is really just the energy. And and maybe there's a part of me that is just more sensitive to it now because of where I am in my own, you know, journey, evolution, what have you. But there's a lot to the book that the energy of the story is part of what really gets you because you really do resonate with the part of you that recognizes that this did come from a place that you know very well even if your human ego mind can't necessarily understand it or articulate it in a way that makes sense to you, there's, it's that feeling you get that you, it's, it's an energetic sensation more than anything. Exactly. That's, that's how I felt. And the message that I kept getting from the team, if you will, mm-hmm. was 
tell our story because it will communicate some very deep esoteric truths that will help people remember that right now, in order to get these truths, they usually have to go and watch like a whole Rupert Spear video and they got to watch mm -hmm. Alan Watts. And they got to like, they got to get into these concepts that they may not be resonating with because it may be just in a different place that they're at. And they right. want us to sit through a two hour YouTube video on the nature of all that is and this, that, and the other. Tell this it through a story they can relate to. Yes, this is exactly what I feel like my writing is for and is doing that, you know, I will absolutely sit down and watch hours and hours and hours of Alan Watts, Neville oh, Goddard. Same. I absolutely. will I will delve into quantum physics. I will watch Nova documentaries for all day long. Please show me the graphics about, you know, how it is that the wound follows the earth around its gravitational pocket that we're sitting in. I love it. But obviously not everyone has the time or the bandwidth to, you know, sit down and, and really delve into that. So put these concepts into a, a form of entertainment that is easily digestible. That is, isn't that, isn't that so perfect? Your digestion is what was not working. And, and that's what you came to help everyone else with, to be able to digest these concepts that to the human ego mind is very difficult because we made it. So we wanted it to be a challenge, obviously, because you don't play the video game if it's too easy. But I, oh, I love that so much. It's just so perfect. And, and that's absolutely, I think, that is why we're here, so that we can present these concepts, these ideas in a way that is easily approachable, right? You got to plant the seed in the consciousness for the evolution to happen. I think we're ushers at the end of the day and, and not the ones who are performing at the Super Bowl for people nostalgic about their college bar years in 2003. Right. But right. Like, like actual ushers. So you talk about this, this timeline split mm -hmm. and this consciousness split. I think there's a bunch of us that decided to come here right now for the experience of helping usher the people who are like kind of waffling toward that that higher vibratory place. Right, but don't necessarily know how to get there or where to start. Or I really do love that. Like that is part of what I love about writing and putting my stuff out there is the idea that, well, maybe somebody will hear just one little thing that resonates with them just enough to send them down their own rabbit hole, right? their own journey of self-discovery and self-remembrance. And I do, I, I, I think of it more as like being a lighthouse, right? Like you're here to just send out that beacon, send out that light. And whoever is, whoever is looking for it is going to find it and come to shore. That's exactly how I feel. It's that, it's that being, it's not being the light. Because what we've seen in the past is that, and, and in the past, very much in the present, well. Right, very much in the present and oh. very much there. It, it's an option available on the multiverse and we are trying to redirect. That's what it is. Like, I'm not a fan of beating anybody over the head with anything, mm -hmm. any ideas, philosophies, whatever. And I know that that is particularly in this country. That's not a very popular opinion. But no, we are very good at, at the uh, very heavy duality and very much trying to cram down everyone's throats, the ones that are, you know, this is the correct concept. This is how we need to, this is how we need to act. This is how we need to be. Yeah. It's the, I had a vision that came to me recently about this Ooh, and fun. I called the pyramid vision. Okay. And do, do tell. Just imagine the pyramid. All right. And this is a terrible impression of the pyramid, but this is the uh, pyramid. Uh, no, we're good. I, no. I, you know, you know what it looks like. I do. I'm Crystals to everywhere. To visualize like just a straight, easy pyramid. Okay. Mm. Now, Think of the very, very, very top of the pyramid as perfecti, as a source consciousness, total unity, all that is. Now, mm -hmm. the further down, now let's see you slide down a little bit on the pyramid, okay? Now, just a little bit. You're still close to the top. Now, there's this little bit of duality that comes in, okay? Now, 
when you slide down a little bit, you're still close enough to the top where you can feel the warm glow of the source in Perfectia and you know you're from there and you know that's your home. And then you can see what's on the other side, eye to eye, and you're still close enough to that to say, oh yeah, yeah, you, you're really me and I'm really you, but how cool is it that you're playing you and I'm playing me? But I know that I'm still you and you're still me and we're both from the top because you can right. feel the warm glow of the top and you can still see each other because you're close enough. Now, you slide a little further down the pyramid. Now what happens is you're further from the top. You're you don't further. feel the warm glow. You kind of, that's you start much. to forget a little bit that's where you're from. And now you're further from them. So they seem a little further from you. You're like, well, I kind of know you're kind of me, but maybe not because I think you're kind of an asshole, but, right? but you're kind of okay. No, I, I love this. It's like, I get yes. further from the truth of who I am. You're further from the truth of who you are. And we're further now from each other. So this, you know, that distance, that gap, bigger and again we chose it we wanted to do it because there's a there's a value in that adjusted perspective right and it there's an interest and an entertainment from the true source of who we are in the exploration of this what let's play these characters oh yeah all the way down and now when people you know when people complain about you know polarization this that and the other all that really is is existing at the very very bottom of the pyramid on each side and two things happen when you're at the bottom of the period, the pyramid. So what happens is the first, you're so far from the top of the pyramid, you have no idea you even came from the top of the pyramid anymore. You can't see right. it, you can't feel it, you can't touch it, like you're so disconnected from it. You think the bottom of the pyramid right here is all that is, yep. all that is. And the one who exists at the polar opposite, the other bottom of the pyramid, they're so far away from you, so far away, you think they're a different species entirely and you have no idea they came from the top of the pyramid just like you did and you were the same exact thing. And because you're so far out in the cold now, you think, well, this is the only place that exists that makes any sense. Right. The ones who are on the other side of the pyramid are insane. And not only the insane, they're not, they're not like me. They're evil. They're monsters. They're demons. They're this. They're that. Right. You know, they're Republicans and they're libtards and oh, all the you know what I mean? Like the things that made me just drop out of the news, politics and anything going on in the world entirely. Right. Yes. The I can't deal with all this stuff that you just the, the asleepness. Right. And it's valid. I understand. Right. We from where we are, we can understand that it is valid that these perspectives all exist. And this is part of the game that we came to play. But there is still you are still that fractalized human and you are still subject to the consequences of delving into the consciousness that is that duality. So sometimes when you are one of the light bringers, you do need to extract yourself just a bit, right? Because your human self can get drawn into all of, all of the nastiness of that very quickly. Very much so. And so I think we're all in this, we're all in like this, this pyramidal sliding scale at any given time in our lives. And when we feel a sense of love and empathy and connection, we're obviously we're higher up the pyramid, mm -hmm. closer to that source consciousness. We're closer to that energy because not only are we closer, can we now feel that glow of the top a little warmer? We can also see somebody across the pyramid now and we can touch them if we reach our arms out. Mm -hmm. If you're at the bottom of the pyramid and you reach your arms out, you're not going to touch anything except for brick on the pyramid. Right. But if you're higher up on the pyramid and so are they, you reach your arms out. Now you can feel each other. And, and the brilliant thing is that from that space, you understand that that person that you can reach and touch and resonate with is just another fractalized version of that one down at the bottom of the pyramid. They are the same as much as we all are the same and connected, right? Exactly. And so you have more em empathy, compassion, you know, call it whatever it is. You have more perspective that allows you to understand 
why they behave the way that they do and that there is no fault or forgiveness to be placed or given, right? It's all just what is. And that's why also you have the way these pyramids work. They're completely and totally symmetrical. So any action taken at the bottom of the pyramid here will be reflected as a perfect mirror on the other one, which is why it's always funny to me now. And I say this as a former political extremist in my youth. Oh, yes, 100 percent. I was all in on the Republicans are awful, terrible, evil people who don't understand even anything, even though they are exactly the people that I came from in life. Right. Black sheep right here. You know, we all we all had to be for a little bit. But it's. You know, the more that you explore this, this, who am I really and remembering who you really are, the more that you. I think sort of appreciate that version of you, because I, I was that version who went very extreme, too, and into the atheism. There is nothing when you die. It's right. That oh, yeah. that absolute separation in a spiritual sense, too, of nope, we're all just a mechanical bunch of, of organs walking around and, and you do what you do until you die. And you feel separate from them. And if you feel separate, your your empathy quotient is going to be pretty limited to those on your part of the pyramid. Yes, it is. But I've limited all around. And I'm going to say, too, that your empathy quotient becomes limited for yourself when you are in that space. Right. And that is when you get into the space of becoming very ill because you lose a lot of love for yourself when you lose it for others. Right. There is no other way for it to be. Right. Nope. There really isn't. And and I, I think about this now and I talk to friends of mine who are still very polarized on both sides. And I, I love keeping them around. People say, ah, oh, you should dump them. No, 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 no. I love them. I love them because they're like a perfect mirror and illustration of what I once was. And how could I judge that which I was? How could I possibly do that? Where do I uh, go? No, I do. I, I think that all the time. If you're happy where you are, how can you begrudge the road that got you there? I can't. And I've been right? there. And But I just try to explain to them when they try to kind of rope me back in, which they can't do anymore. And it pisses them off. And that's kind of fun for me. But. It is. It, doesn't, it becomes very funny, doesn't it? It is. It becomes a silly little game. It, so you gotta I, realize. I sense that a lot in a lot of these things, too. So, my friends, that one thing I want you all just to realize is that if the worst thing that can happen to you is to get everything you want, because it's what you think you want. It's not what you actually want. That is that. No, but even in life. And that is, you again, know. another space that I am in where I have been having that conversation with my inner being. Like, OK. All of these things that I do think that I want as a human, like dump them in my lap and let me just find out and see, because I have that sneaking suspicion that all of these things that I think I want are somehow not it. But I think I need to have them in order to figure out whatever the next thing is. Like just like dump these things on me and let's see where we go from there and let's see what happens. Right. Like, I understand there's something in it that that I have to learn. But I do think that it is also true that that's part of why a lot of us are afraid of success, because we are afraid that, oh, you are going to get all the things you want and find out that that's not actually what it was. And so they're right. It's the it's both sides of it. I'm so excited for it. I so much want it. I so much desire it. But then you're also very afraid of it because there's a part of you that understands once you get there, you're going to have some remembrances and some understandings that are maybe going to be a bit difficult for your ego self to swallow. Oh, yeah. And that's where all the fun really comes in. And you have to start asking yourself some really tough questions there. 
Yes. Yes, you do. And we don't want to do that, do we? No, we don't. We want to laugh and giggle and be very silly and ridiculous, which is what Tonger is. Should we shift gears just a little bit and tell tell everyone about Tonger? Please do explain because I'm so excited and I so very want to play this game. So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this alternate football league you wanted to start. And it all starts with an alternate football league. Okay. My friend Matt and I have these great conversations and we're, we're big sports fans and we just start. But what I love about it is we're not the X's and O's guys because that bores both of us. We talk about really high level stuff, you know, what dynasty was dominant here and what fan base is into this. Like we're very macro guys. So, okay, I dig it. It's really fun. So we started thinking how fun would it be if there was like another professional football league that existed in this country that wasn't like the arena. It wasn't like a gimmick. It was like a real league, but it was in cities that don't have professional sports. Like I, I was going to say, we have an entire state that doesn't have a professional yes. sports so team. Yes, start going um, through all these cities. Yes, please do come and start a Tonger. We'll have a tournament here in Sioux Falls. It'll be great. That is so. That Sioux Falls, like one of the first cities, we thought, let's have like a. What if we created a football league and we had it in Sioux Falls and Albuquerque? And oh, shut Miami. up! That you picked out Sioux Falls of all the places. Yeah, Sioux Falls, like one of the first cities. Thinking Sioux Falls, I love it. El Paso, Des Moines, Boise, Omaha, like all these type of size cities, you know? Right. And pick, pick that they're big for their area cities. Yes. Tulsa, like yeah. all these kind of cities. And, you know, we're really excited about this. Uh, Reno, like yeah, all these kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones um, that are not the first ones on the map. Yes. But ones where Southwest flies to. Yes. There, that is very good. Like, yes. I like Southwest this. cities. The logic behind this is already more my speed than any other uh, sports, anything. So we're getting really into this. And I'm thinking, how fun would it be to create a podcast where we talk about this league as if it's real? And we talk about these players as if they're really playing, like these washed up NFL players, like who are playing for Sioux Falls against Albuquerque and it's a championship. So this idea came around like this could be fun. But and then I said, we're have you started that podcast? Because I. Oh my, do I ever want to be a part of writing the fake news of that podcast? I am not a sport ball person, but oh my Lord, could I make up some silliness about fake sport ball? A hundred percent. Well, that's where Tom Can I be so excited. I want to listen. You start the podcast where you guys tell all about the actual fake sports that are happening, the actual fake sports. And I will be like the gossip queen of that. Like, here's the gossip that's happening behind all the sports people. Like, you know, know, like, oh, so ready to do that. Let's make up all the like the hot goss and and the ridiculous, scandalous things that are happening in the sports world. I will do that. I'll be the like, you know, the E.T. news over here, you know, entertainment kind of thing. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Let's make this happen already. Also, all in. But one thing held us back. And really kind of held me back from moving forward on that one thing, which was, I really just don't want to get sued. And if I start using the play, the names of like old coaches and players that would like surface in these leagues and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. If it got big enough, I'm going to be hearing from somebody's lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I said, because so, that is also the world that we live in. That is the litigious, crazy world we live in. But yep. the idea of this like new sports league that would be big in like Sioux Falls and Albuquerque was still germinating like because I love it conceptually. I love it. No, I do love this. This is how do I not get sued? I just start a new sport. I start my own new sport with actual players. Yes. With like real players and real teams and real everything. And that 
my friends, is how Tonger was born. I, I love this so very much already. So what happens is I was telling uh, Haley earlier, I was in my kitchen and I see tongs and somehow I just knew that is going to be the foundation of this entire operation. Kitchen tongs. So I'm because everybody has them. Every, everybody knows how to play, you know, and that was when you said that my immediate thought, I'm going to grab a whole bunch of spaghetti with my tongue, fling it at the wall and see how much of it I can get to stick. And that's basically tonger, except instead of spaghetti, what we're doing is we're taking like plastic Velcro balls and you're throwing them at a plastic Velcro dartboard and you're getting a running start to do it. But while you're getting the running start, your opposing team can play whatever music they want at whatever volume they want to completely screw you up, throw you off your cadence, fuck with your mind. You think you're going to do yourself a nice gentle roll up, like do some Tai Chi moves to get you there and your opposing team is going to start playing some death metal right in the middle of your approach. As funny you said that because I just downloaded a Cannibal Corpse song for the Tonga playlist. Perfect. I love it. And like, I'm talking like Cannibal Corpse, the theme from Different Strokes. Oh, I love it. Nirvana, like, and everything in between. Anything and everything in between. Go find yourself some really weird, like, Caribbean tropical music. There are, um, I have a new friend who's been telling me about some Brazilian metal that like incorporates Brazilian music and, and heavy metal music. And I'm like, that's fascinating and very strange and complicated. And it is. Like, it, go listen. Just go look up Brazilian metal and treat yourself to something weird. By the way, it doesn't have to be music. It could be like a speech from Yogananda from 100 years ago. It could be anything you want to play. Anything. I, I, I would play a compilation of very strange sounds made by Roger from American Dad because I resonate yes. with Roger a lot. One of them is, uh, I got, I got the, the remix of Sweet Brown. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, gotta yes. So I good. love it. Oh, so there's good. some. You got to get the uh, remix somebody did on YouTube of uh, one of my favorite scenes from Rick and Morty, where Morty's telling Summer, get your shit together. And the whole, this is a song that I play for myself very frequently that is just repetitively saying, get your shit together. <laughs> get your shit together. I'm like, yep, okay, I can do this. Let's, come on. We're doing it. And I love it. Next week, I'm heading out to Vegas to lock in our dates and our venue for the first annual World Tonger Championships on Saturday, August 31st. And everyone, please do go find it and sign up once this is out because I can't wait to participate. And if we can turn this into a little bit of cosmic bowling from when I was, uh, you know, 14-year-old in Eureka, South Dakota, please let's turn the black lights, black lights on and make everything glow in the dark. Yes, we already have... Uh, we have our logo. Haley, I will send you that logo. Yes. We are the World Tonger Federation. And of course, our acronym is WTF. I was just going to say WTF is a, so very perfect. I love this already. Perfectly on brand for what Tonger, because Tonger is yes. very much a WTF sport. It's going to be the next Olympic sport. It's going to be the biggest thing since curling. I think it is. It's going to be, It's. it already is. It's already... It like, there it is, right? It's like, it's already there. Now we're going to pull it out from the field and just show it in our timeline. That is that just like, let that idea crystallize into this nice little physical form that we all think is so very real and solid and, and unchangeable. And let's just allow it to create itself out of the nothing, because that's what we do all day, every day. That's literally it. So we're, we're reverse engineering the entire thing. We're creating the championships and setting the venue and creating the event and the registration and everything before one official Tonga game has been played anywhere in the world. I love that. I think that's brilliant. And that is, 
I think it okay, here's part of why I think it's really wonderful is because it is the again, you know, we talked about, you know, not everybody wants to delve into all the books about manifestation and, and all the Neville Goddard and the, you know, the secret and all those things. It's dwell in the end, right? Like dwell in what the final result is. But you're doing it in the action world as well as in the imaginary manifestational world. Like just make it what it's supposed to be and let the rest of it like the universe will fill in the blanks from there. And that is such a like I just love that there is a in our physical realm example of that for people to look at, because I think it's very necessary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm excited about it because one of it's going to break one of two ways and they're both awesome. And they're both going to be great. They're both great. Like, so the first way is that this becomes a sensation. And like by putting it out there, it actually, the, the, the pieces fall into place mm-hmm. and it becomes just a crazy sensation. And what a story in a podcast this will be to tell. Like, and what I an experience wait. it'll be. And then Vegas, we can like write the movie script and people. we can then make the movie about it. Absolutely. Because everybody loves that tagline based on a true story. Exactly. Oh my God, the, the Tonga movie will be insane. It's going to be great. I can't yes. wait for the, there's going to be a brilliant movie title that's going to come to me at some point and I'm going to text it to you and we're all just, and then we'll have a nice little cheers and a toast to the, to the Oscar that we have already won for the film. Absolutely. Or it'll crash and burn spectacularly and that'll be hilarious. And, and, and that's just as good because then you can just keep on keeping on with the podcast about it. And Absolutely. I, I think, and I love this idea that you need to also, you know what? Here's what you could do, because reality isn't real anyway, so who cares if it's made up or not? Just go ahead and start a podcast where you've talked about last year's annual championship. Yes, I was just thinking of that. And just make up all the people. I would absolutely love to help you make up all the players and the characters and like the the really huge upset that it was that China lost. We all expected they were the ones that we thought were going to be the guaranteed winner. Whoever would have thought that Yugoslavia would come right up from behind for the win. It literally saved the skin of the regime in Uzbekistan by having an honor tournament. It literally did. And the universe could not have planned it any more magnificently. It was like Rome's bread and circuses, but like for their dictator. And it was the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. 80% inflation, but they had it like he just hosted like a Tonga tournament and he made like gold plated Tongas and like then it became a whole thing. This is the perfect time space reality in which to create the fakeness of this because AI imagery that you can make exists and you can create these characters and have like pictures of them that you can edit into the podcast. You can like pop up their faces up here and oh, I'm so excited. Let's how are we going to make this happen and how do I get to be a part of it? I have no idea universe, but I am here for it. I know how because everybody's listening. You're listening to history right now because it's starting right here, right now in the present. Haley and I are going to co-host this podcast. Yes, we are. I'm so excited. We got to do it. Let, let me tell you what, you're not going to be the first person that I ever just roped into starting a podcast for me. Hi, hello, Frankie's Podcast Network. Yes, I, I like to have five podcasts going at once that I DIY, produce, edit, post, run while I work full time because I don't have a speed slower than full speed ahead. Same. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, though. Let's do this. I will so play around with AI. I'm already I'm all in already. Let's do this. So we obviously like the first the first team is going to be in Sioux Falls, like the first ever Tonger team and the first ever official Tonger game is going to be in Sioux Falls. It yes. has, it has, it to, has be. to be because I, why else am I here? Why else did I plant myself in South Dakota so I could bitch about the snow? Like, it has to happen on. in the wintertime. 
Well, I, I mean, listen, we're supposed to like next week, we're going to have a nice little heat wave. And then as always happens in South Dakota, I imagine a blizzard will follow. Fall spring. Uh, yeah, we we like to do that a lot around here. That groundhog can just. You get like out. three of them, don't, like three false springs out there. Like four we've, al- we've already had like global warming is increasing that number. And it's like very bipolar and insane, which. You know, I say that, but it's like, oh, hey, look at that. Mother Nature just following along with my neurospiciness. We want to be hot today and blizzarding tomorrow. All right. That's how we're going to do. I, I actually, love this. We need to set up a Tonger game in Sioux Falls. I can't. Uh, I'm already going to figure this out. Universe, let's do it. Oh, I already know how. I'm, I'm going to send you a Tonger set with the LED lighting up board and like all the plastic balls and like all you need is the tongue, which you got. And like, there you go. And there it is. I am so excited for Literally this. Literally all already. you need. This is, ah, uh, we're going to do this. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be amazing. And yeah. it, it'll, it'll be such a fun little thing. That's the, sorry. No, see, now my brain is going to be going a million miles a minute. I'm not going to be able to help myself. We're going to have to talk offline about this for really, for reals. But we, time isn't actually real either. And we can incorporate that concept into this too. We can be simultaneously oh, yeah. running a podcast about last year's annual event while also talking all about the first ever team in Sioux Falls that just played their first game. I love time it. Time isn't real. We can put that quantum stuff and just smush it right together. And it doesn't have to make sense because it'll make sense to everybody in ways that they don't understand. And oh, what a beautiful way to plant the seed in everyone's consciousness that time isn't real. I love this. It's not real because when you think about how the future impacts the present, which impacts the past, time's arrow goes both ways. It does. And even quantum physics will tell you all of the equations work work in both directions. Why do we not experience it that way? Because we collectively agree not to. Absolutely. We, We could get on the train that says we collectively agree that continuity in time is no longer required and we could live this waking life just as much like a dream state or what we call a dream state and just let things pop and happen and be at different moments and it doesn't really it we don't need it to be linear to make sense anymore it doesn't have to be why it doesn't have to be was like the crazy stuff i went through with my health in 2022 the best thing that ever happened to me because the me of the present said it is the best thing that ever happened to me oh, okay you i know, love this so much and i the past Okay, no, but to do because that's how it works and this is one of the things that i get really excited about as a visual that i know Sometimes when I talk about makes some people, again, think that I belong in a padded cell and want to run away from me screaming, which I understand. That's fine. I respect that. Right. But like if we are the light, right, everything that we are experiencing really and truly is just this 3D holographic light show. And how do you get, you know, who is the light of the projector that flashes through the film to make it happen? It's you. So think of your reality as like a, a hollow deck of uh, possibilities that's all around you. That little slide that you choose right in this now moment that says this was that horrible thing was the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, if that's the slide you've chosen, your consciousness knows, OK, that storyline has a whole other past that goes with it. And now you remember it that way because that's what you have to have to match up with it. And here's this future that you're heading to that you created. And if you switch that slide, you're going to switch the all the because it's all a storyline that all goes together. All of the memories that you require and the perspectives that are required are going to go with it. So when you shift to that new one, of course, your past changes because that's the past that goes along with this storyline. These are all these infinite possibilities of timelines and storylines. You hop onto a new one. You have to have a whole other perspective and whole new memories of the past because that's what goes with that future that you're going to. Yeah. 
it is linear from that sense. It's like, it's like string theory. It's the string. It's a right. straight line and it connects. But you can change the string and you can change the story. You can jump the level. Shifting constantly between different dimensions. Mm-hmm. We think like we chose this dimension to live in. A, we're changing dimensions constantly. Well, that's the thing. It's like we're quantum multidimensional beings. We exist in all of the dimensions. We just like this is the part of our consciousness that we're focused in. And our brain was made to like limit us to here so that this is what we see and understand and experience. Now we are to a point where we can start extrapolating out and experiencing more of it all at one time. And how very exciting and fun is that? It's awesome. Can I do a call out right now? Yes. Okay. This has been this has been bugging me. So I think this is something for all of you listening who have a proclivity to listen to spiritual podcasts and such. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one out there, Next Level Soul, uh, yes. Alex Ferrari. Yes, yes, yes. And I listen to that one as well and enjoy it. And oh, Lord, if I could get him on the podcast, what a fun time. I will say this. I used to love it. I, I love Used to love it. No, I know where you're at with that. I really do. Please, no, please continue. Please. Let's have this let's have this conversation. I think we need to because we're I talking think we need about to. this idea of like infinite potentiality over here. Mm-hmm. And this is something that, that Mr. Ferrari and his guests would, would pay very good lip service to until something happened over in the last couple of months or so, where now every single thumbnail for every single video is basically watching CNN of, you can't stop this. This is happening. But just the most fear-mongering, inten- like, what the hell is happening here? I am so, so, so with you. Now, listen, I love that he brings on people who are channelers, people who are, like, get- getting this information. I love that they are having these conversations like we're having right now about the multiverse and then the, the, the truths and things. But I am absolutely also... So annoyed and irritated that we are turning it into how do we monetize this even further? Let's YouTube, YouTube algorithm. Let's, you know, we have to make this. You must see this. You can't miss this. Okay. Yeah. Let's turn the volume down on tickets so seriously. because Prepare yourself is, now. Like, what? what is this? The sh- I know. Like, what are you I, doing, dude? I, what it, full stop. It is the high ticket sales thing of, of it's the the life coaching and the stuff that drives me nuts that like keeps coming up and I keep telling the universe I know that that's not what it is for me I understand that people are selling like a thousand dollar to five thousand dollar to ten thousand dollar whatever for an eight week class where you sit in a zoom meeting with me and I tell you all no that's not what I'm trying to do it's that's classroom shit and I want to have fun like where is the fun universe like I'm not trying to there's not fun there there's no fun in the CNN element of of let's turn this into like doom and gloom unless you're paying attention kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I want to see a Tonga turn. I want to see. I'm so excited for what we're going to create here because I am 100% on board with exactly what you're saying. I love, love, love that there are so many people out there now who are willing to go on a big podcast like that. And so many people who are interested in the subject matter and in people who are channelers and in all of these these realms that have up until this point, been too weird, too wooey-woo, and too whatever to be a, a big thing in the realms that are, if, for the powers that be or what have you, to, to take seriously. But now we're taking it too seriously. We are. And this is the part that's, uh, it's kind of getting my goat, if you will, is that yes. what the, the channelers, all they're Hot doing- Hot damn. Do we not need to put the goat in the backyard somewhere where nobody can get to it? I shouldn't be talking about goats. I grew up in Queens, New York. What am I, goats? You know, I mean, it's goats. Come on. I know, go, no, no, but- a, a goat stew from cashmere. Now that, mwah, that's the stuff. 
you're talking about goats because it is another synchronicity for me. I have a whole, I could go off into, I have a whole very uh, big dream that I had about nine black goats. But we'll get into that later. I like that idea. I like that idea on the first ever Tonger podcast. Talk about the nine black goats. Oh, that's, should that be the name of the Sioux Falls team? The that is eight? the name of the Sioux Falls team. The black goats. Oh, I just black remembered the nine. Yes. Oh my goodness. And they're, they have a team of nine is what it is. The yeah. nine black goats. Nine black oh, goats. yes. Great merch. The black goats with like black, a black goat holding a tongue. Oh my God, I love this already. Because you can pull in a little bit of that satanic element that I know is so very upset the conservative religious people in the state that I grew up in. And I think it would be brilliant. It'll go over like a fart in church on the Great Plains. It'll be beautiful. Let, yes, it will. Let me hardcore. Let me really lean into that black sheep energy and make it the nine black goats. I love this so much. This is so very fun. How we do it. Now, this is the fun part about it. We're illustrating because one thing about a lot of these channelers is that this idea of they're channeling something that is absolutely going to happen and we can't stop it. Blah, I'm tossing that out with yesterday's trash. And mm -hmm. this is the thing that, first of all, we live in a, in a in a multiverse of infinite potentiality, the idea of any channeled message saying this is absolutely what's going to happen and it can't be stopped. First of all, that's incompatible with the idea, not even the idea, but the reality of our existence. Right. It is a constantly fluid existence of sentient beings who are constantly putting things into motion. I so love I love both parts of this though, right? Like everything can always change. Absolutely always. It's always going to. There's that's the one thing that you can't avoid, right? But but isn't it such a fun thing that we as humans created that this is absolute, like the absolute, right? Like it's that limitation thing. It's, it's putting that little, it is a gift from the universe. There is no meaning to it unless you assign the meaning to it. And if you assign that it's a doomsday clock that's going to come, then that's the reality that you get to experience. And it's absolutely valid for you to choose that. Right. But I do absolutely also find it annoying because anything and everything is possible in the multiverse. And tomorrow, you know, I could be a millionaire all of a sudden for no reason and, and be like buying merch and setting up all my jerseys for the nine black goats for the Tonga tournament. I'm so excited about this. Anything is anything is possible. Anything can happen and anything can change at any moment. And you can select a different ending if it's a, the ending that you would prefer to experience. We're breathing it into life. And I'm, I'm you know. I'm determined this year, with the help of my great friend here, yes. to bring the Tonga world into life. And it's a world that, and the best way I can describe it, you think back to the pyramid. Mm -hmm. Tonga does not exist in the bottom of the pyramid because it can't. Because if you're at the bottom of the pyramid, you take yourself seriously by necessity. And you can't experience or interact with the resonance of Tonga, which is like, uh, no, we don't do this serious. Mm -hmm. We're going to be as outrageous, as silly, and as ridiculous as humanly possible. Yes, because, because we're is no lines. we we have what Tonga is no lines between you, me, this or that. Tonga is all and it is one. It's an all encompassing. I love this so much. I am so absolutely excited. We do need to. This is happening. We are starting the Tonga podcast. We are. It's happening. It's I, happened. I, it has happened. And I'm so excited for our inaugural episode. You have had so many wonderful views and such great feedback. And we already have a massive following of Tonger fans and we must create more content for them because they're thirsty for it. They are thirsty for it. They are. For all kinds of stuff. We're oh, I love players. it so much. It's awesome. I'm so ready to do all of these things because this is exactly, I feel, again, the universe does not make any mistakes. Mm -hmm. The cover of your book is, is a field of hay 
and your big date in the book is my birthday. Now, without giving anything away, the the town in question in the book where that that field takes place, I was actually there last year. I made a pilgrimage there. You made it. We're going to have to talk about that off, mm. offline. offline. I'm going to need to know more about this. Yes, and it is a wild, wild, wild story that go along with a couple other wild stories that bled from the book into my, quote, real life that were right. like billion to one odds of things happening that were Oh, but the, the universe is so very good at those billion to one odds. Yes. Oh. Yes. And that's, isn't it kind of funny? Our human brains think it's billion to one odds. And from the perspective of all that is, it's like, well, no, that's how it was always going to go. What are you how we do about? it. Like, like, that's so easy peasy for us to put that together. Like, you are a billion to one odd. Like, so what are you running around talking about billion to one odds? Yeah. Like the things that had to happen for you to be. The way that and- the dominoes had to fall. And I really do love, that is one of my favorite things is when you get to see the dominoes falling in real time and recognize it. it, it like, there's, the hindsight is twenty twenty thing is not nearly as fun as being in the moment and watching it unfold in, in real time. It's so much more magical. The best. I love it. I love it. Okay, listen, you and I need to have some more conversations offline because this is really super exciting. I want to thank you so much for joining me for a completely unplanned Frankie 411 podcast. Jeff Wollener, please tell everyone where to find you and all your stuff. All right, well, just check it out on Amazon, The Path to Perfectia. So it's perfect with an I-A at the end, The Path to Perfectia. And I'm absolutely going to link all of your stuff in the description below. I'll make sure that everybody checks those out. Click those links, get this book and read it so you can understand what made me laugh, cry, scream at the universe and and jump for joy all at one time. It's a magnificent experience you do not want to miss. Awesome. And then I would say by the middle of March, our site is going to be live for tonger.org. Check us out then. You'll have all your Tonga-related information, which will also be housed on the official website of The Daily Stuffing, which is going to be a different kind of satire for a different kind of world. And it is, the best way I can describe it, it is satire that goes up the pyramid that has no us versus them. It just embraces the crazy of all. I love that. That's 100% the thing that I'm looking to do because I got all kind of crazy right in here that I have been embracing and that I am ready to put it in a place where it belongs. I'm so excited for The Daily Stuffing to to launch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, friend. I am so glad that you were just happened to be available for this wonderful little thing to happen. I can't wait to see where we go from here. You're the best. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hi again, friends. Frankie here. Thanks for joining us today to get the 411. You can get more details on today's guests by checking out the links in the description. And if you'd like to support more episodes of the Frankie 411 podcast, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Frankie was here and find all of my other social media links down below. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review, do all those things that you wonderful listeners can do. Until next time, much love to you, my earthbound and cosmic friends. Wherever you are out there, I hope you're doing well.